Two small town girls living in a big city, chasing even bigger dreams. Meet your hosts, Kylie Benami and Sophie Longford. These two high fashion models have discovered that life outside of their hometowns isn't so simple. Talking all things fashion, wellness, fitness, and all of the messy things in between. Welcome to the Not So Simple Life. I love it. Hey y'all, in this episode we are joined by the Pilates queen herself, Sarah Brooks. You all know that we are huge fans of Pilates here at the Not So Simple Life, and Sarah is coming on today to tell us why it's so great. Sarah runs her own New York City-based studio, and as an instructor, she focuses on creating meaningful mind-body connections that affect all aspects of your life. If you're not yet sold on the greatness of Pilates, you will be after this episode, so let's get into it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. We are extremely passionate about today's topics. It's all about Pilates. Sophie can second me on this one. We are actually obsessed with Pilates. Pilates is the best. It's hard for me to choose between Pilates and yoga, but both of them are pretty equal in my books. I love them both so much. Pilates is definitely the, the most transforming workout for me, I reckon. Yes, low impact workouts are so underrated. If you have not hopped on the low impact train yet, it's time to jump on. Sarah's going to explain to us why low impact workouts can be so effective and how you don't have to have a super high energy, crazy stressful, fast-paced workout to tone your body. Some people might not like me saying this, but hear me out because I always looked at Pilates as just a thing from mums or like slightly totally. older generation, right? Oh, Only yeah. because my mum used to go off to like her Pilates classes when I was little. So I always kind of associated it with like a mum thing. And I think the first time I tried it, which was only like three years ago, I realized how wrong I actually was. And I knew that this was going to be the method that is going to change my body the way I wanted it to change. I mean, I've tried everything. I know you have too, from like kickboxing to hit to circuit training, running, spinning, swimming. And Pilates is still the one that I find gives me the most definition and strength every time. I think no matter who you are, what you do, how old you are, where you live, whatever it is, I think Pilates is a fit for everybody. It quite literally changed my body. So many of you guys ask us all the time, how do we build muscle without bulking up? And I want long, lean, skinny legs, but I want them to be toned. And the answer to this question is, number one, John Benton Model Fitness, which you'll have to refer back to a past episode. And in my opinion as well, number two, Pilates. Yeah, the core strength you get from Pilates is like no other. And then you add a reformer into the mix and it's like a whole nother thing. And the burn you get is next level and you feel your whole body just completely working with you and improving. And you can do it at home too. Like the whole way through lockdown, all I did was Pilates at home. And I don't think I've ever mm -hmm. been in such amazing shape. I totally agree. I think Pilates is all about slowing down and being very calculated with each move that you do. So because you're doing that, it truly sculpts the muscles in like a very, very, I guess you could say scientific way. Like it is just major. We're so excited. So I hope you guys are ready for this one. Yeah. And like I said in the intro, if you're not sold on it yet, you will be after you speak with Sarah. So let's get Sarah on here and get this episode going. Let's do it. Hi, Sarah. We're so happy to have you here with us. How's it going? 
Good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be a good one for sure. Maybe you could start us off by introducing yourself to our listeners and maybe explaining how you found your passion for Pilates and fitness. Sure. My name is Sarah Brooks and I'm a Pilates instructor. I've been teaching for over a decade. I've been teaching since I'm 19 years old. So I'm, I'm young. I'm 33, but it's been a long time teaching. It's been my only career and it's been my biggest passion. I um, started practicing myself when I was 17 years old with a teacher and she really inspired me and I basically knew after a year of working with her that this is what I want to do. This is, you know, I want to graduate high school, get certified and move to Miami and be a Pilates teacher. So that's what I did. And then it's been a long journey, but it's been fun because I love it so much. Yeah. It's so nice that you had that clarity right out of high school. Like you knew what you wanted to do. You felt like you had your calling right away. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so lucky. I mean, I think that that's not very common. I'm very grateful for that. I'm lucky. I know that's rare. So that's great. What would you say are the biggest benefits of doing a low impact workout like Pilates or yoga? Does it differentiate a lot from doing high impact or like circuit training or hits or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, there obviously it's a lot less strain on the body. Well, basically how I got into Pilates was before that I was lifting weights. I, in high school, didn't play any sports. And so my dad was essentially like, listen, sorry, you got to do something because you're not, you're not doing anything after school. I don't know what you're doing. So he was into weightlifting. So he would take me to the gym and we would work out together. And I used to like squat heavy weights and all this stuff. And I really didn't like what it did for my body. It tended to build up my muscles a little too much. And it also put a lot of strain on my hips and my back. And I didn't like feeling so tight all the time. And so I met a woman at the gym who was a Pilates instructor. And so she started teaching me. And once I started doing Pilates, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like it completely changed my body. Uh, long, open muscles, no tightness, no stiffness in my hips. And it, it just gave me the look that I was, that I liked, which is, you know, a feminine toned, you know, body, but not overly muscular. That's just what I like, but it definitely changed my body. And this woman who I worked with, who was my first trainer, uh, Dana, she was actually a professional physique bodybuilder. So she was like that. And then she got into Pilates and it completely changed her body. So I'm like, if it did that to her, like, I mean, she's so long and lean now. So it reversed the muscle gain. It did. It did for me as well. What happens is when you lift heavy, a lot of the times it builds up the muscle fibers, right? And it tends to look a little bulkier. I hate to say that word, but it's true. And Pilates kind of lengthens everything because it's always about opposition. Anytime you push, you pull. So anytime you strengthen, you lengthen, and it just creates a uniformed body. So in terms of strain on the body outside of weightlifting, what other classes and popular workouts do you find typically cause a lot of strain to people's bodies? You know, anything with high impact, you know, so running and jumping and all those things, they're going to create a lot of strain on the body. And all those things are good too. I mean, I think it depends on like what you're trying to achieve, you know, and what makes you feel good and what makes you mentally feel good. Because, you know, running is not the best thing for your body, for instance. It puts a lot of impact on your hips and your knees and 
and it could put a lot of strain even on your heart, right? But if it gives you that mental clarity that you need, well, then you should run, you know? So you have to figure out what makes you feel your best, and that's different Mm -hmm. for everybody. I used to work with a Pilates instructor a few years ago, and how she always referred to like a Barry's boot camp, a soul cycle, one of those classes where like the energy so high, like it's, you know, such a fast moving, like high intensity class. She used to always call them like workout candy. Like it's really nice and it's a treat to do every once in a while. And it's, you know, everything is good in moderation, but like the long-term effects of eating a lot of candy and doing these workout candy classes can have a lot of strain and like lead to injury actually. Well, that is like such a cool, that's a way to think about it, how she came up with that. But in my opinion as well, that's absolutely correct. But, you know, Pilates is a great way to cross train. You know, I have a lot of clients that do berries or they run, you know, or they soul cycle, you know, they spin. And so they like to do Pilates to balance it out because it definitely helps, right? But for sure, it's it's a lot on the body. You know, I have clients that go to soul cycle like three, four days a week because they love it so much. And that's great if that's what they need for their mental health. But like their hips are super tight and their backs are super tight. But, you know, who doesn't love soul cycle? It's great. So, I mean, I think if, you know, everything in moderation and I think if you can balance it out with cross training, that's fantastic. But Pilates, you really could do it every day. I mean, because you never break down the muscle fiber so much that you get very sore. And especially the way that I teach, it's different every class. So, you know, you're working different parts of your body and it's low impact. So you could do it every day. I do it pretty much every day. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had like a Pilates related injury. I know I've definitely strained my ankles running and I've put my back out doing squatting and weights and stuff like that. But Pilates has always been very gentle. It's like the perfect thing. If you have delicate muscles or joints, I love it so much. But aside from just turning the muscles, what are some of the other benefits that Pilates can have on your body? Well, for me, the number one benefit that Pilates provides is just for my mental health. I mean, for me, I get on that reformer, I get on my mat, and it's, you know, 50 minutes of me just being able to focus on my body and to disconnect from other things. So for me, for my mental health, I feel so much better after doing Pilates. And I think one of the main reasons why is because it's about a mind-body connection. And that's pretty much one of the biggest similarities to yoga that Pilates provides is that mind-body connection. So it's like, You have to think about what you're doing before you do it. It's not like monkey see, monkey do. You know, you have to, I'm going to explain something to you and you have to perform it. And so you you can't focus on other things. You understand? You have to focus on what you're doing. So it really helps to relieve stress and get you out of everything else that's going on for just a little bit. Yeah, I definitely find it's kind of like meditation almost. It has a meditation aspect to it. Like I always feel so calm afterwards. Absolutely. Totally. Well, one question that we very commonly get is, you know, how are we going to tone up our muscles without making them bulky? And I know that you slightly touched on this, but maybe could you go a little bit more in depth as to why the muscle you're building in a Pilates class or in a Pilates session is so like long and lean? I mean, this is becomes a touchy subject a little bit because, you know, you have trainers and other forms of exercise professionals that don't believe that, you know, lifting heavy weights will make you bulky. And, I, and I'll leave that aside. But Pilates is all about opposition. And Joseph Pilates, the man who invented this system, 
he talks about creating a uniform body. And that is the intent of it, right? One of the big intentions of it. And so because you're always working with opposition, anytime you push, you pull, and anytime you strengthen, you lengthen, it just happens to be that it creates nice, long, lean muscles. And people don't like to refer to that either, but that's kind of what it looks like. I often say too, for men uh, specifically, which I work with a lot of men and I work with professional athletes as well, you're never going to get that big muscular type from Pilates. This is going to be your cross training method. This is going to keep you from getting injuries. You know, this is injury prevention, but it just, you never break down the muscle fiber enough to build such big muscles yeah well from my personal experience i've noticed that my abs turn up differently when i'm doing strictly pilates as opposed to doing any other type of workouts but why do they turn up so much more and so much more differently to other forms of working out i think it's first of all you use a lot of your own body weight and then in regards to the reformer you're using resistance you're not using weights i think that has a lot to do with it and also a good teacher is going to constantly change. There's a million variations of everything. So it's always constantly different. So that's how it creates change in your body. When you're doing sit-ups every day or you're doing, you know, squats every day, like there's going to be a point where you begin to plateau, if that makes sense. And I've always found that Pilates instructors have like this third eye to see things in the body that you just don't understand how they even see like just from like you guys taking a finger and putting it on like one different part of our abs and saying like you need to push that down I feel like it's so strategic and it's slow and you guys always pay such close attention that I feel like you're toning them in like the most thorough ways you possibly could be toning your muscles absolutely because another big component about Pilates is precision you know that's why there's so many Pilates precision Pilates because it's about doing things correctly because I could tell you to lift your arm up but if you're not doing it correctly then you're just lifting your arm up but it's about articulating and doing things as best you can. And back to the principle of Pilates, this man took your body and looked at it and created this method to put you in the most anatomically correct position. So if you looked at a perfect spine or a perfect human body, the vertebras lie a certain way, your hips lie a certain way. So every movement that we do in Pilates is to try to align your body to that anatomically correct position and we're all messed up none of us are in that anatomically correct position anymore because we're on our computers or you know we carry our purse on one side so it's always correcting to bring the shoulders back you know bring the ribs together these are cues you hear and this is to try to get you into this anatomically correct position there's always room for perfection and i always say to my clients i'm like i've been practicing over a decade and i still i'm crushed after a class like it never gets easier you just get better at doing it if that makes sense totally so we know pilates is amazing for toning up but what if someone wants to lose weight do you feel like you need to do some cardio in order to lose weight or can pilates alone help people achieve these kind of goals yeah i mean i don't think you're gonna lose weight from pilates you know that's diet that's a hundred percent diet Losing weight or being healthy in your body is 100% what you put into it, you know, eating wise and drinking wise. Pilates and any other form of exercise is just to make you strong and to make you more limber possibly, right? And to make your mental health better. 
That's why you exercise. You don't exercise to lose weight. That is going to be what you eat, you know? I agree with that 100%. But I do feel like when I do Pilates, my heart rate gets so high, just as it would if I was doing cardio or if I was running. It's, you know, a different type of fast-paced heart rate. But I mean, I'm definitely sweating and I'm definitely feeling my heart go crazy when I'm in a Pilates class too. And that's obviously going to help burn calories and tone up and give you those same things that cardio gives you. I get the cardio high from a good Pilates class as well. A hundred percent. And I'm glad you say that because a lot of people are like, either they think Pilates is easier or, you know, there's no cardio aspect. I'm like, absolutely your heart rate gets up. I mean, you're doing lunges. You're working with big muscle groups, right? So anytime you do lunges, or things like that, it's going to get your heart rate up. But it is often that I'll have new clients come and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm my heart rate's getting up. I'm sweating a little bit. Like, you know, sometimes you will go to a Pilates class and it's snooze fest, you know? It depends on the teacher. I hate that, by the way, when you go to a class and so you're bad. like, I should have taken a nap. It would have been. <laughs> but a good Pilates teacher will definitely get your heart rate up, get you glowing, sweating a little bit. And it's never like dripping sweat. It's like a nice glow, I always say. What are some common myths about Pilates? Pilates that you find yourself commonly having to debunk? Well, people think Pilates is easy. For me, that's wild. I mean, I think Pilates is probably, in my opinion, in a lot of ways, one of the most challenging forms of exercise. I mean, I've worked with professional athletes that, you know, lift God knows how much weight and I they're crying when I work with them you know because they're working on smaller muscle groups and doing things that are different but again it's that mind-body connection and that's the biggest thing I hear is that Pilates is easy and I'm like I don't know who you've done Pilates with but it come see me come see me it is not easy and it's challenging in all the best ways yeah and also another one is that it's for women like it's not it was invented by a German man like it actually can't be more masculine than that. Um, it's it's not for women. It just happens to be that the man who invented it worked with a lot of dancers in New York City. And when he passed, you know, they continued to teach his method and it became like a very woman dancer kind of focused group. But it's it's for everybody. Yeah, for sure. So everyone is now obviously because of COVID working out a lot more from home. Mm. And what's the best workout equipment pieces that you would recommend everyone has at home if they're going to start trying to work out more? Sure. I mean, all you need is a mat, in my opinion, you know, and your body. But there's so many, I mean, I would say a set of light weights, you know, those ankle weights, those, I don't know how to pronounce it. The balala. The bala bangles. <laughs> the balalala. That's what the I always say. The balala bangles. They're so They're good. so cute. But they're, they have like two pounders, which are great because you can put them around your ankles, put them around your hands. So I always say that's a great investment. And no, I don't get paid by them. I should because I promote them so much. But And then I also love, you know, a Pilates ring because you could do a lot of strengthening with it, but also a lot of stretching with it, which is great, you know, for your posture and for your hamstrings. I think those are probably the two main, and then a yoga block, right? Because a yoga block you could do a lot with as well. I would say those four things, mat, yoga block, Pilates ring, and some lightweight. Balala bangles. Balalas. <laughs> so I want to get into sore muscles. So why is it that some days we do a workout and we just end up so much more sore the next day? Probably because you, you've done new movements. You know, I, I moved yesterday and I'm sore. Like, and I work out every day, but I'm sore because I was like picking up boxes and like 
putting them in weird directions. My, my hands and my arms are sore in like weird places just because I move them differently. I think that's the main reason why is because it's different than what you're used to doing and it's a good thing but I don't think that you should ever in my opinion like be so sore that you can't sit on the toilet or walk down the stairs. That's just too much. I mean you've broken down the muscle fiber way too much. Been there many times. Yeah that's the worst. Like whoever wants to feel like that. I mean again it depends on your goals. Like listen if you're trying to get super strong and build those muscles, then sure. But generally speaking, you don't need to you don't need to do that. I always say after a good Pilates class, you should feel sore, but like good sore, not terribly sore, you know? Yeah, I do like to feel it though. Like the next day I'm like, oh, course. that's done something yeah. there. Something's working. But if you do have the aches and pains the next day, do you think it's better to rest or continue working out when you do wake up sore? Which is the best way to approach it? I mean, I think that's different for every individual. I'm generally always like a little sore because I move every day, you know, um, and it's important for my mental health. But again, I never get so sore. I think if you're so sore like that or you can't walk down the stairs or sit on the toilet, then you you should definitely rest because you're going to hurt yourself otherwise. So I know you said that you move every day. I'm the same, even if it's just a little something. And I feel like in quarantine, I definitely realized that you don't have to work out for a long time to get great results. I like started doing, you know, 15, 20 minute workouts, like at home Pilates, and it made such a difference just doing something. But do you find that there is a certain amount of days that can help you consistently maintain tone? Again, I know it's different for everybody, but would you say, you know, at minimum three days will really keep you in a good place or seven days, one day? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same. Like, I have to move at least 20 minutes a day. If I can't do, like, a full 15-minute class, I at least do 20 minutes of movement, whether it's a walk or get on the mat for 20 minutes and do some planks and whatever. Consistency is key with ever, anything you do in life, right? So clients ask, how often should I come? And I always say, as you know, as much as you can afford time-wise and, you know, financially, but the more the better because, again, with Pilates specifically, it, because it's such low impact, you can do it more often. Yeah. Well, something I want to talk about a little bit, you recently posted about how people don't realize how much time and dedication has gone into your career before reaching the current success that you have. Can you tell us a little bit more about this and the journey that you had to go on? Sure. You know, I'm a Pilates teacher, but I'm also an entrepreneur. And I've always, since at a young age in high school, I've always been a hustler. And I've kind of always, you know, in high school, I had three, four jobs at one point and going to school. And not because like I needed the money, but because I like to keep myself entertained, if you will. I like to work and I like to keep busy. I always had the goal of owning my own business just because I like to wear many different hats. And so it's just been a journey kind of getting there. It's not easy, you know, even a Pilates studio or any business, it's it takes time and it takes practice and dedication and consistency to really get what you you want. And then of course, you you know, you make a lot of mistakes on the way and choosing partners and choosing locations and you know all the things so I've made a ton of mistakes learned a lot of lessons and it's just been a journey but I like it I like the journey sometimes it, it hurts and it's sad but it's also keeps you going I don't know really how to explain it any other way how many hours a day would you say outside of 
training that you spend on the behind the scenes things that go into like running your own studio? I feel like I'm constantly doing things. I To put a number on that, I have no idea. But I mean, besides actually teaching, you know, there's so much management stuff and setting up things and websites and social media. I mean, I developed my whole website page. I run my social media. So, you know, that takes up a lot of time. But it's also scheduling and billing and, you know, all the, the back end stuff. Right now, I'm like a one-man show, but oh, eventually I would like to be able to give those duties to other people. But yeah, there's like billing, there's there's scheduling, and that takes a lot of work as well. So I don't know how many hours, but I'm kind of always working. I think it's important for people to hear these things for like any job. Even I think like such a big thing right now is like all of these social media influencers. And like I actually have a friend staying with me right now who is an influencer and like she's on her phone all day. And like when you look at her Instagram, it's like, oh, she's traveling, skincare, like eating lunch, rosé. Like it's so not the case. Like there is so much behind the scenes that people don't show on social media and it paints such a false picture. And I think it's great that people try to talk about it more often because you obviously are a very hard worker and it's not just cool clients showing up to your studio and you chatting and training for an hour and that's it I'm sure you know it's crazy work yeah that's so much work these influencers like just the photos and getting the right photo and editing the photo and then getting the caption it's like that takes days I mean it's oh my gosh I don't know how I always say like you only see the best parts of people's lives on Instagram you don't actually see any of the hard parts so but are there any like key important lessons that you've learned along the way whilst building your own brand and business? For sure. I would say the biggest thing that I learned and I'm still working on is that you just have to believe in yourself, you know, and and you could do it. You could do it on your own because I struggled with a lot of the last, you know, four years with partners specifically And I got partners because I wanted help, you know, and I didn't want to do it on my own. And I was scared to do it on my own. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll jump down this rabbit hole, but someone's holding my hand, you know, because it's scary to do things on your own and you have self doubt, but I promise you, you could do it. (laughs) Like you could do it. You could do it on your own and you just have to jump and know there's going to be a net that's going to catch you. And also, here's the thing, if you do fail, like, who cares? Like, no one actually cares, (laughs) you know? And then it's actually a cool story to say, like, oh, I failed, but here I am now. So just do it. I like Just like Nike says, just do it because who cares? (laughs) Like, you know? I love it. You just got to dive in. Mm -hmm. Outside of movement, what are some parts of your daily routine that help you, you know, remain in an optimal state of wellness and health? Well... I like to think that I eat pretty well, Um, a lot of vegetables. I'm actually like learning that I think I'm a vegetarian. I don't really care for meat anymore. I just feel better when I eat mostly vegetables and dairy I don't even really have that much, but which I'm noticing, but I do sometimes. So I'm kind of leaning towards that because it makes me feel good. Like I love green juices and I love salads and I know it sounds crazy but it's actually just what I genuinely like and also uh, you know I have a dog and she is like my lifesaver I mean I walk her two sometimes three times a day and I think you know just being her forcing me to get out and to walk 
is really good for my mental health and my daily routine for sure. Do you guys have dogs? Yeah, I, I just lost my dog, but I'm getting a new puppy in March. So oh, I'm so excited. Oh, that's so exciting. I know that companionship is like so special. And it, people always say like dogs and like babies are like the most present beings that there are. And I feel like spending time with like a dog who's just like in the moment, so carefree is like so nice and good to just like disconnect from like everything else that's going on. I think dogs are the best gift we've ever been given. Now that she's like the little walking <laughs> angels. What kind of dog do you have? They literally are. She's a little mutt. She's a Shih Tzu Maltese mix. She's cute. Does she hang out at the studio? She's there all the time, guys. Definitely have to come. (laughs) She's there all the time and she doesn't shed. She's like hypoallergenic. So she's great. Not like my husky then. I have to literally hoover her like with a vacuum. (sighs) And the bags of fluff that come off are just ridiculous. So if anyone's thinking about getting a husky, think again. Not because they're not fantastic, but because your house will be covered in fur. Oh my gosh. All right, we always ask our guests this just before we about to wrap up the episodes. But what are three products that you just can't live without? So this is crazy, but I love Dunkin' Donuts. Is that like a weird thing? I literally have a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee every morning. Can't live without that. I literally run on Duncan. It's a, it's another commercial. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. You need that sponsorship. I really do. <laughs> and actually, I know like a couple of people that have gotten sponsored. I'm like, hello. Like, but yeah, so I have a coffee every day, products that I can't live without. And I love, I have it on my lips right now. It is like, I don't even know if I want to tell people this because I have a hard enough time finding it at, you know, CVS or whatever ready. But it's, you know, Palmer, the cocoa butter, mm-hmm. they make this lip balm. It looks gross, but it's like... It's a big lip balm. It's a big lip balm. But it is the most moisturizing lip balm. It's like $2. It's, okay. it's a cocoa butter lip balm. And I literally use it all day. I love a good drugstore find. Yeah. And so a third product. So those I can't live without. And a third product is my, you know, I'm obsessed with, and I've been obsessed with it before it was a thing, which is the tinted eyebrow brush gel. Is that what it's called? I use the Ilia eyebrow. Glossier actually makes a very good one as well. But Boy brow? Yes. But the Ilia is better because it's non-toxic and I'm all mm-hmm. non Well, this is, pro- I don't know the cocoa butter, but my <laughs> we'll face let that cream. One slide. Yeah. Yeah. my face cream and all my makeup is non-toxic now yeah i love Ilia. i haven't used the the eyebrow stuff though, so i'm definitely gonna have to try it's it it's great and i feel like you know i don't wear makeup a lot because i i work out you know and it's but the Ilia product with the eyebrow and you feel like so refreshed and pretty without really doing much you know what i mean yeah you're not going to break out typically in your eyebrows from having product on while you're working out that's great well do you want to let our listeners know where they can find you on social media your website and if they are in new york where they can find your studio absolutely so please please follow me on instagram i'm sarah brooks pilates b-r-o-o-k-s that's my personal account and then my studio account that i just just launched is brooks pilates so b-r-o-o-k-s pilates i'm located in new york city in chelsea right by fit i'm on 27th street between 7th and 8th so very well located got two different major subways nearby me so i'm again i'm doing privates only right now so if you're interested in an in-person socially distant very safe 
environment cleaned, masks and all, please, please contact. I can do up to three people in a private session. And also I do Zoom classes, as is everyone <laughs> in the world right now, but I do Zoom classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays only. I have just four classes a week and that's it. Yeah, please reach out. I love when people reach out to me and ask me any questions, whether it's Pilates related or business related. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on here and shedding a light on all the amazing benefits of Pilates. I hope everyone takes something away from this and gets themselves over to your classes. Yes, thank you so much for having me, ladies. And I can't wait to meet you guys. So you've reached our Q&A segment, which we do in every episode just after we wrap up our interview with our guest. And the first one being, what is your go-to smoothie that you make at home? So a really basic one mm. that I've made for years. I mean, Kylie has a good one for this one. But the really basic one that I make <laughs> is you add one banana, a handful of spinach, some blueberries, some oats, and some chia seeds, half a cup of almond milk or oat milk, and then you blend it all together with ice. And it's such a good breakfast because you have your greens in there, your healthy carbs, your superfoods, which are the blueberries and the chia seeds. And it's just like a really filling meal. Yeah, sounds so good. You know I'm a big smoothie fan, so my go-to smoothie is my jam. So the recipe goes as follows. You will use canned coconut milk by Native Forest, and then you will put in some ice, some spinach, some chocolate whey protein powder. You'll do like half a cup of coffee or a shot of espresso, whichever floats your boat. You will do one scoop of almond butter or peanut butter, depending on your preference, and... And then from there, you could kind of add what you want. I like to add these smoothie blender balls that I will link in the bio below. And you can also add chia seeds. Matcha powder is a big thing that I like to add. You can add anything you want, really, any superfood powder. It's really just whatever you want to make it. So that is my go-to, though. It's like chocolate and rich and delicious, and I love it. It gets me so full. Kylie's is a great one for like pre-workout because it gets you hyped. There's so much caffeine in it. Oh, it makes yeah. you feel amazing. With that matcha and that coffee, you are buzzing. So the second question that was sent in, do you guys have any favorite Amazon Prime products? Obviously, this is such a big trend on Instagram right now. Everybody's kind of sharing their little gadgets that they like. So I would say for me, my favorite gadget is this little torch lighter. The brand is Kolea, K-O-L-L-E-A, and it's so great. It's like this cute little like space gray lighter that just like blows a torch flame. So it's like so much fun to light your candles. It's totally my jam. Oh, uh, yeah, I have one of those actually. It's pretty fun. I like that one too. Yeah, and it's cheap. It's Amazon. I think it's like $10, $15. Yeah, we love it. Well, this is a very broad question for me because I literally order something something off of Amazon Prime like six times a week or so. So it's tough Same. for me to choose just one. But I guess what I can say, which kind of ties into the question before, is my Nutribullet. Because you can get all sorts of blenders and juices on Prime and it will come the next day. So you guys can start making these smoothies we've been going on about. Smart. Love it. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. We love having you guys here and we love that you guys are enjoying our content. If you want to leave us a little rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we will love you so much. And if you want to hear your question answered next week, go onto our Instagram page and submit your questions. We are on there at the Not So Simple Life podcast and we will see you guys with our brand new episode next Tuesday.